0: Hello and welcome to Sonic Talk, uh, the episode 393. We've actually skipped one because we had a little bit extra last week. I did a a piece with uh, Ed, who's our modular uh, botherer, as Rich very kindly put him, and also Rich Beach, who's our guitars editor. So that was a bit of extra NAM action. I'm going to try, I think we've kind of pretty much done NAM. That was three episodes, pretty awesome. But the first thing that you'll probably notice is that we have an intro sequence. In fact, I'm going to play that again. What the hell? baby Peter Rundgren wins after much voting there it is lovely Peter Rundgren wins the theme tune competition Uh, that was also the animation by Steve Blacker who was uh, also a a judge as he made that animation want to say thank you very much to him stevenblacker.com So do check it out. Oh, Synth Beast, is that you? Excellent. He says, I won. Wow, awesome. And the winner, as you will know, uh, I haven't been trailing it all that much, wins the Creative Bundle from Isotope, which is pretty... uh, Let me see. I think I've got it somewhere. Where was that? I thought I had it here. Creative Bundle, which is worth £599. (laughs) No, dollars. Awesome stuff from... uh, from Isotope there. So they're sponsoring the show. And also, as you may know, they will also be giving away some stuff for um in fact Iris too. We have a winner from last week's competition or last show's competition. And we'll also be setting a new one. You'll need to be on Twitter for that. But I want to say thank you very much to Isotope for winning for for sponsoring the uh theme tune competition and also the show on a regular basis. Very much appreciated. So um we get, we're quite small and small this week. Uh, in fact actually, for before I say that, I should say um uh peter rungren you need to get in touch with me and uh then well i've got your email so i can get in touch and the isotope fairy can do her thing in fact i had an email from the isotope fairy who's just had a holiday i sent her the winner to the competition before last and she said that she was going to isotope fairy the crap out of the prize winner whatever that means <laughs> i means that means ultra efficient i imagine so she's obviously feeling love and had a good holiday so um well rested, isotope fairy. Always good news. You hear that occasional chuckle there? That's Gaz Williams. Mm-hmm. That's my guest this week. We're going to have yeah. a, a small and intimate uh, gathering. Gaz Williams, of course, bass player, professional producer, and also um, does a bunch of content for Sonic State as well. In fact, uh, if anything's to uh, um, if if the emails are to go by, I think you may have something exciting for us to look at as well.
1: Uh, yes. So um, well. Before we go on to that, just to talk about the... Theme tune, tune yeah, from, why, yeah, absolutely. Just, whew, I mean, you know, if, obviously the voting has to remain confidential, but when you look at the who voted for what, it's just, it's amazing just how many people voted for other tunes. Um, and obviously uh, Peter Rundgren's one got the most votes, but it's also, I think it's indicative of the quality of the entries, really, that absolutely so much difference in in the voting and uh I just really want to say thanks to everybody for doing such an amazing job really definitely there so is so much fun going through it all there
0: and- is much call cool for top 10 in the chat room and i think what i'll do is i'll do a, a sort of top um well, top however many it is, and we'll put a little playlist together and we can put all of that on there as well. So, so yes. And just so you know, the way, the way it was voted for, what we did, we had them all in a spreadsheet, entries came in one by one, and then all the judges had to vote for their top five, five points for their favourite down to one for the, the least favourite of the five they've chosen. And then at yeah. the end, it was the, the one with the most points basically won the competition. So it was all, it was all mm-hmm. kind of done that way, sort of hands off, just, just all, mm-hmm. it was all maths. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but yeah, awesome, awesome. Really so yeah, we will. Uh, the chat room. I are, are requesting that. I haven't had time to do that this week because I will say one thing that. Uh, trying to get trying to herd a load of uh sonic talk panelists into voting is is quite a difficult task i i, I mm-hmm. know they're all very busy people and so it's quite you know we, it took it took a little bit longer than we'd hoped for but there were so many entries so yeah, once again incredible. thank you for hanging in there thank you everybody um mm. i think that's enough love for the for the theme entry <laughs> theme choose and we will post. as i say we will post uh mm. some of the other ones so absolutely thank you yes it was actually somebody other people's number one choices they were a couple of number one choices, actually. Mm-hmm. So that's the way mm-hmm. it works. Um, so, yes, Gaz, back to you again. <laughs> Ba-dang! Whoa, there we go. Oh, so, Pocket Operator.
1: All three. And I have to say, they are rather splendid. They They're really good. What makes them good is the sound quality is really good. And I think that a lot of people... I'm really concerned about this, uh, the nature of them being on these like circuit boards. Oh, God, yeah. But it's actually very stiff and it feels, it actually feels pretty sturdy. And the buttons, which are kind of mounted on, um, I don't know, I can see that so well. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see
0: those. They're, They're like surface mount buttons.
1: Yeah, they feel, they feel really sturdy. It's surprising. If that was going to put people off, I would probably say don't let that put you off because they they were right. They're not particularly comfortable in the hand. No, you know, sharp
0: edges and stuff.
1: Slightly sharp edges. I, I,
0: actually, I didn't, I, I didn't think about this, but, but what do the cases look like? Let's have a look at the uh, pocket operation.
1: I think the cases look awesome. They look really good. But they're quite expensive. They're almost the cost of the operator itself. I'm just seeing if, if I know, can it... find
0: one. Yeah. Mm. Are they? Really? That's that's pricey. Well,
1: they're about thirty nine Euros. Uh and I think they are fifty nine Euros. Although somewhat I think they might have actually gone up. They may be more expensive now. Uh so
0: That's the Euro. The Euro's not been doing so well. I'm just trying to find right. Uh, yeah, I pocket operators, the, right? I'm just trying to look, the, see if I can find the Swedish.
1: There's something with the Swedish sec at the moment. The 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 Swedish crown. There's something going on at the moment here. I think um, because the OP1, um, which it's I think since launch, it's it's a price if you buy it from the store, is 799 euros. If you look at the moment, it's nine hundred and fifty wow. euros. The OP1 is. Ouch! I'm just looking. So these
0: yeah. are the, the, the they do do a bit of stylish design, don't they? Yeah. Uh, still looking at the hardware. Oh, look at that! Nice photos. Mm. Ah, Silicon Pro case.
1: That's the cases.
0: Oh, okay. So they look a bit like iPhone cases, kind of, but they've got that kind of buttony mm. bit. Oh, they do look cute, don't they?
1: They do. They look really nice. Um, wow! Look at
0: that packaging with the knob sticking out and everything. Yeah,
1: it's cute. I have to say, when the when it came through the post, I thought they'd only sent me one because it was they so small. Smaller. They're much smaller than than I was thinking they were going to be. Oops. So. <laughs> find it really. Uh... <laughs> um, but just the thing that's really good. Then, as I mentioned, is the sound quality is really really good. Right. They sound full they don't sound like they don't sound toy like they sound they sound good they sound real you know it sounds like it's a proper
0: well i think proper... you were saying last week that they uh that we think that they put decent um air yeah
1: if you can go back to that page that you were looking at that had the cases on and scroll up a little bit from there um you, you can see that they've been very open about it and there that shot there they're showing the components. You can see what the what the 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 um, the DSP chip is, and also it says it's got the Cirrus Logic. Oh
0: yeah, um, there it is. I see the Logic on there. I? Um, oh no, I can't. I'm just trying to make that bigger, but it doesn't seem to. They've they've got it
1: very uh, yeah nailed. So so really, I mean, that's where it's all all going on. All the action all the actions going on beneath the the little screen on there, and um. Uh, what is really good about them is the the amount of sounds in there is is quite something actually you'd think that i think based on maybe other things I'm trying to think what else is like this but the um like if you take what the that? the bass one for instance um the bass one has sixteen different bass sounds right but for each of the bass sounds the the two the two blue knobs um control different parameters so they're not like fixed the parameters they change depending which so it's kind of data. like the um the op1 in that sense yeah
0: they're like different machines is that, is that what they're exactly. all
1: engines yeah engines they feel it does it is a bit like that but i have to say having an op1 as well here it doesn't sound like an op1 it's not like you go oh yeah it's that op1 sound um they they've got a different sound in in some ways it sounds a bit thicker than the OP1 some like a, like a, maybe maybe not sure about that but um they the closest thing that you can compare them to is the the Volkers in terms of the range right um and I, i'm sure we'll go into this when we do the review but there there's some notable differences obviously the form factor and and you know them being digital devices etc but but in terms of the operation and some things the volker maybe does better for instance volker you're not restrict you know these are just 16 steps you can't change the step length so you are essentially always working in, in uh, bars of 4, right. whereas the Volkers can got, do anything. Yeah, any. that
0: Active Step stuff is really good. I've been using that on the... Um, I've got the um, the, oh, des- yeah. the desktop there, and the uh, And the SQ1 there, um, which mm. has got... And the Active Step stuff makes a really yeah. big difference. And one thing... Yeah. In fact, one thing I was doing, I did this little jam at the end of the um, of the review that I shot. I did it this morning, because the one I shot yesterday and posted on Facebook, the camera was all over the place. And mm. you could do things like... You can have an A sequence and a B sequence, and you can just have one note and the way it works with the ms20 is the fact that you can um you can pitch both of the oscillators from one pitch input then you can modulate the second oscillator the interval with the second cv out so you if you change the root of the note the sequence above it kind of changes so you just basically have one step going at a time so you can change the sort of whole root note it's really kind of quite neat actually Mm. anyway i digress more have you yeah. uh, uh, have you got anything are you going to plug one in and let us hear anything or is that uh is that Ooh.
1: too difficult for this uh, or are we teasing no? I, no I think we probably can um let's have a look let's see uh, i might need to i might need to set that up uh, okay
0: well let's so um of your of the three which is your favorite so far
1: um, I don't know I'm leaning towards the bass one Um but I like the rhythm I like them I think they're really good and I think most people probably will be tempted to get all three Uh someone in the chat room has asked about the negatives and then we're going to do a, a review of this so
0: uh <laughs> oh yeah I'll put that up uh, what's the negatives yeah
1: uh... Uh, um
0: Seems to be a lot of and... Lombarda talking in the, uh, for some reason in the chat room. I'm not quite sure. I think that's because it might not have a... They want bossa over and Lombarda rhythms, I think.
1: So um, the bass one, you think? Well, as I say, I think people will probably have a similar experience. If they buy one, they will probably will want to get the others. And this does lead me on to one of the negatives. And we'll look at this in, in detail. But this is what I initially thought was fabulous way of linking all of them together. They've got like an in and an out, so you can use a little um, three and a half millimeter stereo audio cable to link it. And it uses the the two sides of the stereo, uh, one to carry an audio signal across and the other side to carry uh, a click across. And then you can set the, the sync of them so it passes the sync downstream. And by using that same sync, it means you can actually have volkers or well you could take a click track from your music software just run it and run it into it and then the click track will act as a um a, a, you know it'll, it oh, the, right, clock, okay. the sequencer will work to to that so it's uh, that that's really cool and the way that you know you've just got one audio lead coming out uh so the three units are only going to use up one mono input on your mixing desk uh it's kind of pretty cool, but there's some big negatives that I've discovered with that. Now I'm not sure whether to go into that now or to keep that well, back for the uh, review. Well, I, I was going to
0: just ask you about the um, the the, key, the fixed key of the uh, the bass and the the synth. I think that because that was something that you discovered. Is that is that true?
1: Oh yeah, no, it is. It is. It is. Okay, and so they're fixed. I mean, yeah, and I'm wondering. I've been wondering about that. It seems. It seems a bit annoying. It'd be great if there was a global transpose. But basically, like, um, like on, the, on the two tuned ones, the, the, the PO-14 and the PO-16, when you put in notes, you put them in unpitched, and then you hold on any of the notes that you've put in into your 16 steps, and then you can change the knob. And on the screen graphics, it'll tell you what the knob is. Uh, sorry, what the, what the pitch of that step is. And it'll say C, but it jumps straight to D, right. jumps straight to There's E. There's no chromatic it, mode. It misses the the sharps and flats. Um, oh, so, that's a that's a shame. Yeah. Now there's an effect that lets you just it'll just pitch it up one step. Okay, I mean, the whole sequence. Kind of work so. yeah. meaningfully in another key. Forget about it. Right. You know. So and also that means that the uh, the effect, which is really fun, is kind of tied to just that like giving you those um, pitched notes. So. A little bit of an oversight there. But what I was going to say, though, very briefly, is that when you connect them, chain them through, the volume level of the beginning of the chain is affected by each subsequent unit. Right, so you at, can't uh, have more than than the maximum, I suppose. No, well, you could. I suppose you could, but I think it's just that... If you change the volume, say you want to set the volume on the last one in the chain, it turns the volume down for everything that comes before it. I'd really much preferred it if the volume level wasn't affected as it went down Stream. okay i don't know how you do that as you've got a single output but yeah fair enough but um
0: just suffice to say um we will be looking at that sooner because uh, yeah. i know that basically they said you can only have them for a week they've got to go back yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're going to work on um getting Gas over as soon as possible to do that but we've got something else to, to get out of the way first but uh, yeah it's going to be yeah. um, it's going to be as quick as we possibly can there uh, yeah definitely
1: and, and i i would say to anybody who's um teetering on the edge of getting them um I, I, I would say that it's well worth getting. And and sadly, the long wait, I think, will be worth it, though. I think they are, they are definitely special things. And uh, I should mention that the bass and the synth one, they do have, like, a basic drum mode in them, too. OK. So it means that, you know, if you did go for, if you just want... Oh, and similarly, the drum one, you can... There's a couple of sounds that you can... Pitch as well, so so all three of them can act as a as a independent music making sort of tool, albeit right. obviously restricted. Uh, but something that we'll cover deeply in the reviews, though, is just how excellent the sequencer side of things oh, is. All right.
0: Yeah. Well, everybody's saying they want to hear them, so maybe that's something we can work uh we okay. could work on. I mean,
1: yeah. to be fair, we hadn't planned
0: on this, so it you know, they only arrived uh, whenever it was um 24 hours yeah. ago, so we weren't Yeah. 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 <laughs> um but uh, and also as we've only got one guest this week, it's kind of hard for Gaz to duck out of the show while he sets that up. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but you know, I'm sure we'll do our set. We'll we'll do yeah. it the best yeah. we can given the circumstances. Right. Well, let's uh, let's take a look at some of the other um Excuse me. Some of the other things that we've got in the in the line. Uh, one of the things that was uh, really interesting, I thought, was uh, this um, MPS encoding.
1: Sound is working now. <laughs> ah, working. okay. Um,
0: we'll come back to. That. Uh, do you want? To, oh, are you are you ready for that now? Then should we do that now? Sorry. Yeah. It, yeah That's all right. Yeah,
1: if, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go um, for it. Hang on. If I just put this up here, tell me if this is uh, coming through okay.
0: Yeah, that certainly is so what that's a particular that's the bass one is it the bass engine yeah, and uh, you
1: know uh, so they sound very the different sounds
0: uh. oh i like that it's got pulse width modulation
1: you're
0: getting any bass end there?
1: Yes, I am actually.
0: Yeah. I mean <laughs> Chat room says drunk clanner clangers.
1: <laughs> um but coming out I've got them blasting out my studio monitors here and it's pretty big sound. So you know that did take me by surprise. I, I, I thought they were gonna sound good. I think they're better than I thought they were gonna... I think they're better than I thought they're gonna sound Wow nice you know, do you want
0: to hear any of the others? Oh God! Now let's have a listen to the beats. I thought because I was because that sounded in the demos that we heard for from Cuckoo and what have you sounded quite uh, interesting, and I think that's the sort of thing that might be. I mean, apart from the fact that it'll only do 16 steps, it might be quite an interesting thing just to check out.
1: Well, the way it works with the uh, the various aspects of it, um, there is uh, some.
0: No, oh, we're getting that. That's all right. That's but
1: I'm just playing that in real time. But how many
0: sounds have the, has the the kit got in it then? Potentially, it's
1: got, six, it's got sixteen sounds, fourteen drum sounds, and two pitch sounds. Uh, but you can do really fun things like this.
0: Nice. That sounds like it's got some. um, It's it's, it sounds like a sort of classic some classic drum machine samples in there with a bit of extra teenage ness going
1: on. Yeah, I mean, there's a quirky way that they work, and the way the effects work. They they call them punch in effects, and they essentially are fixed effects. You can't no control over the effects. But as soon as you've actually you hold the you hold the effect button down and you hit one of the sixteen. steps, uh, step buttons, and it'll just, for the for the duration that you hold that key down, it'll apply that effect, but it'll also write it into the pattern, so you can, within a single pattern, one pattern, you can, you know, have 16 effects going if you just went through them all, but where it's really super is, the, the chaining of patterns is fantastic, so you've got 16 patterns in there as well, and I wish the Volker did it this way, but you just simply, you hold the pattern down, and then you can just go, you just... I could just go pattern 1 pattern 1 pattern 2 pattern 3 pattern 4 pattern 1 pattern 1 pattern 4 pattern 5 and it and records it'll that play. sequence and it will play that sequence ah. of all the patterns but then you can apply all your automations whilst it's playing the sequence so you can sort of you oh, know wow. yeah and it'll record it won't record like if you had pattern 1 repeated twice it wouldn't it, it would you would overwrite the uh, the automation in you know if you if you. So it's the last. It. It's the last version of the automation you record. yeah
0: It's exactly. always
1: recording effectively. Yeah, yeah. But it means that you can like almost well, within min you know within minutes have like a kind of you know, sixteen bar, pattern going on with just the most ridiculous amount of wow. you know stuff flying off. But what I did notice, though, is that even though you've got tons and tons of sounds and options, and when you link all three up together, I kind of thought, do you know, all this stuff that's going on, I can imagine that a lot of people are going to make essentially the same sounding.
0: Yeah, music. that's the problem. You I know? mean, that, that's the problem I was talking about last week, really, with these sort of short sequence type things. It's, it's quite a challenge to get them to do something a bit different. I mean, that's what I was doing. I was talking about using the, uh, the Volca. I've got because I've got the uh, not the Volca, the. Um, the SQ1. SQ1 I've got the because so that's the MS-20 desktop the SQ1 and the even H9 just sort of all running you know direct uh, and that that was the challenge that I found with that in fact I tell you what I'll, I'm going to go over there and just play you something as well just because um, what the hell why the hell not let's see whether this sounds any good and I don't even know if it's going to record on the um, I better check to see if it's actually going to record on the um, uh Yeah, it looks like it will. Yeah. Uh, I'll see if it'll record. Hold on one sec.
1: Woohoo! Bonus.
0: not sure that totally worked out there because I, I can't hear it properly and uh i wasn't sure if that was totally in tune but uh, maybe we'll actually um uh we'll see that but yeah that would be the chat room are asking could we sync it over the internet that would be pretty mad send the sync signal yeah. somehow over yeah, skype you could, if you can send, because Skype receives stereo signal. Though. I think no, I don't Skype. think it does. I don't think it does. Um, I, yeah, I think actually that was probably doing it a disservice. If you want to see, I posted something on Facebook yesterday, which was a kind of more. Uh, I might mm-hmm. be able to play that actually. Let me see, which sounds a bit more kind of uh, delightful. I thought anyway. Um, let's see if I can find that. Uh, I may play. Let's see whether it plays. Oh yeah, here we go. Tell you what, if I just pre- if I have that, then we can pretend that that's playing because it's essentially the same <laughs> setup. The H9 sounds awesome on this particular sequence. I think I had a three and a five or a three and a four going on this one. So channel A is driving oscillator one, which is the low note. sound of this and i rather ill-advisedly pu- published this on facebook with sort of terrible camera switching but uh, it was just the moment yeah. and then i think because uh, you can hear this pulse width modulation going on, on the low note which is one of the thing that's new on the ms20 so essentially you can drive it as dual phonically not quite no uh, actually not quite because duophonic in the original MS20 you had a cv for the vco combined then a separate cv for the vco in uh um VCO 2 in cv in but now that but that second jack has been replaced by the her, the volt per octave cv in because now you can drive the desktop mini from hertz volts or and uh, volt per octave And that's sacrificed that particular hole. But there may be a possibility to check on the Mm. circuit board that allows you to then uh, plug, you know, find that patch point so you could actually introduce it again. So what you have to do is you have to take the CV out and bring that into a separate, which would be, I think it's the modulation or the envelope control, um, which then affects the pitch of VCO2 relative to VCO1. So you can create a second sequencer, which will be sort of harmonically linked. Oh, that's the idea. I mean, it's a bit tricky. So... So yeah, it doesn't quite. So that's the one thing missing. But you have got pulse width modulation, oscillator sync, uh, yep. FM from one to two, and also yep. uh, switchable f- high, uh, switchable filter rev types on the front panel. And this is the first. I mean, I've played with the uh, MS. You know, I've had the MS twenty for years, but this, this time, it made sense. This form factor and the actual, I think I've got another shot of it there, that form factor without the keyboard, A, it makes it loads more portable. And you can see a lot across the bottom there where the jacks is, there's a load of um, little buttons, which are, in fact, holes for um, replacing uh, for, for jack fields because it... There's Maltz along the end, which has one eighth inch in and three quarter inch out. So you can drive it off the SQ1 straight away. And the other ones are like sort of holes that you could put other jack inputs and presumably wire those into the circuit board um, without having to drill the case. I don't think mo- I don't think Korg are kind of you know saying that you should do that, but there's, I think that they're just there as uh, a challenge, perhaps. I don't know. I'm not quite <laughs> sure. I think it's, it gets into very dodgy ground when you
1: start sort of saying they're encouraging it, because obviously you know, they wouldn't want it. Well, I, I was extremely surprised, though, when I saw the pricing, though, of it being there so much more than the MS-20 Mini. I mean, it's not just twice as expensive. It's almost three times as expensive as the MS-20 Mini. for the sure uh, And, and you still have to build it as well. <laughs> Excuse it's, me. It's around nine... I know you get the SQ1 with it, but the SQ1, maybe that's about 80, £89, pounds, well, I yeah, think. Yeah,
0: no, no, you're right. The MS-20 Mini looks about about three seventy. UK pounds right. and the uh, I've just got it up on on uh, and uh, the MS twenty desktop kit. Mm. Let's have a look. Is
1: I don't know whether we have got it in here. Nine three
0: nine. So yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's a bit less than three times, but yeah,
1: yeah, it's less than three times. But it's I mean you know there's a a huge difference, so huge difference. So there is, there is quite a big difference, difference.
0: Yeah, there is quite that, a big difference with that in that difference quality. in mind.
1: Sorry, Nick. Yeah, no, carry me, on. But with, with that difference in mind, and obviously the SQ1, if you wanted to buy that, that's going to set you back nearly £100. So maybe knock £100 off it. And you're still talking, what, £500 or 450 or something? Uh, yes, something along those lines. So what would that be? So, so. To justify
0: that then, what do you think? Well, that's tricky. I mean, if there was an MS-20 desktop mini, which would be maybe 500 quid, I would say, yeah, go for it. The thing is, the thing is for me, the MS-20 desktop has... A completely different sort of character as an instrument to me there's the ms20 that I, I there's something about the way that it works and the awkwardness of moving it around and stuff that kind of counts against it and the and no pulse width modulation, no oscillator sync they're quite a big deal I think really, and also the fact that it's it's just hertz volts I think really yes it's a premium uh but If they if they were to if they were to I just really love the form factor and that's the only way you can get it at the moment, I suppose.
1: And I suppose as well, it's a brand new product. And when the MS-20 Mini came out, that was selling for 500 pounds. So it's possibly a little bit of market.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. And yeah. I think that the uh, so the I mean the, it's just out you know they've just they've just started shipping them I don't know what the limited edition vibe of it is but I'm pretty sure they brought the mini out before they brought the desktop kit out didn't they and so they've they've gone the other way around with these so I don't know why, quite what the uh, I don't quite know what whether there will be a mini I mean you know nobody has said anything but you know it would make an awful lot of sense if there was mm-hmm. purely because um, it's already the the mini has. Mini jacks, so you're directly Mm. interfacing with your euro I mean, that with the rack system, Mm, yeah. No, but I I, just the actual form factor of the desktop mini, uh, the (laughs) MS20 desktop. where there's so many different types. uh, I just love it. I think it's really, Mm. really good.
1: Well, I um, speaking of well, phonic and Korg, I have put my order in for the ARP Odyssey. Have
0: you really? (laughs) Wow. Okay, that's interesting.
1: Uh, And and in a way. I just would never in a million years th- thought I'd ever own one. You know, I know it's not quite the same as owning one from back in the day, but in a way I think I would prefer this new one in terms of, the MIDI connectivity and the yeah. filter revisions and you
0: know, it's really think- interesting it's really interesting i know what dave was saying last week and you know that nobody's really demonstrated it properly yet they haven't kind of taken a go i love the odyssey i've got i mean there probably aren't that many people around to be honest who could do that so i mean that's fair enough but um we're actually going to send uh, there's a there's a big festival in um, utrecht at the end of the week on friday saturday sunday is uh, which is called dance fair and I remember i don't know if you remember last year uh we had some of the uh, the, the iras were first uncovered there so we was we yeah. saw this i think it was the system one that was first seen because prior to that we'd only seen the TRA. i don't think yeah. there's anything going on like that this year but we're going to send uh Ed who's uh, our modular guy he's going there to film a bunch of videos and um, one of the top of the my list is to we f- i think we found someone locally who knows the odyssey who is going to do some decent demos of it so that's fingers crossed that that comes off because then we'll have something that's perhaps a bit more odyssey and musically meaningful because at the moment people are just sort of going you know Squelchy filters and all the sort of normal stuff—they're not kind of taking it into that direction. So we're really looking forward to getting that. But there will be a bunch of other stuff. It's not going to be like the like now where we're posting the stuff real time. It's going to be—you know—we'll go and film a load of stuff. We're going to get a load of interviews and things. The dance—it's called Dancefair.nl. If you want to find out about it, there's loads of speakers talking about um sort of workflow and the production of dance music. And I, I mean, a lot of it is really hardcore, sort of maxed out, kind of pumping mixed type stuff um so some quite exciting production things and it's going to be uh, hopefully we'll, we'll come back with a lot of stuff from there but my priority is from a from a sort of video from manufacturers cause they've also as well as the the speaking they've also got um uh a, a, an exhibition floor where there's going to be schneiders bureau so uh, you're going to get schneiders bureau sorry so all the synth guys and a whole bunch of other things So i'm hoping we can get some cool stuff there
1: um so yes there will be more of that i hope I'm hoping to take the ARP when I don't know when it will come, but I'm hoping to take it to Dave Spears uh, and compare it directly. Um, yeah, I know he's and, gagging to do that. Yeah, so we can do some comparison. So that would be good. Maybe we can film some of that as well. So I think it would be interesting. But, um, you know, I, I'm such a prog rock fan, you know. I love... Uh, I just love early 70s, mid-70s kind of stuff. And I just, you know... To, you know, and the art of odyssey is such a yeah. major voice from that era. I just uh... Well,
0: interestingly enough, I was watching um I, I was, I fell asleep in front of the telly and uh nineteen eighties um Top of the Pops came on and they had uh, John Fox on there, and it sort of came on. I thought, oh, brilliant. They said, and now John Fox doing, and he was doing Underpass, and I thought, brilliant, we'll see the uh, Odyssey there. But no, it was it, they'd done a sort of TV version um, where they just had a set, and instead of the Odyssey and what have you, had three synth players, and they all had a CS80, so there were three CS80s wow. on stage with them, <laughs> which if you think, I mean, that is just mental. Amount. I mean, I was just thinking what that was actually worth in terms of cash. Yeah, wow. Astonishing, really. Oh, hold on, I've lost one. I've won lost what there we, I've lost one ear of my headphones I've got a slightly dodgy connect there we go that's better. Anyway, um b- uh, while uh, while we've been rambling I've been thinking that I should probably get the ad going so uh, I'm going to do that now and then we'll announce the competition winner shortly afterwards and set the new one so uh, hopefully this is going to play ah here we are there we go uh, isotope of course sponsors of the podcast as they have been for many many months uh BMV is iris 2 is what we're talking about here this is the new the brand new oops that's a bit loud Synthesizer, uh, four vo- uh, four oscillators. It's very different from the last one. Last one you had uh, only th- two slots that you could do yourself, and the other two were fixed, I believe, if I remember correctly. But now you can drop whatever you want in any of the four. Uh, it comes with 11 gig sample library, which is kind of all of the stuff that uh, that they released as libraries. It's now just in one side of things. It's got masses of modulation capabilities. We've got five LFOs, five envelopes. We've also got macros, and the modulation setup is really easy. Up to 100 destinations and it's very, very easy to set this sort of thing As you can see there, there's also the, uh, the spectral analysis and the spectral s- editing tool, so you can select particular f- frequencies or shapes or hi- harmonics, whatever. Iris 2.0. Go get it, basically. You can get a download of 10-day free trial from isotope.com forward slash iris. And we thank Isotope for their continued sponsorship of the show. And, of course, if you were listening, uh, not last show, but the last week's show, because we had one in between, because this is now 393, whereas it would have only been 392. If you want to check that out, see our uh, guitars and modular guys talking about Nam from their point of view, um, that's the previous show. Basically, uh, you can win... Isotope Irish 2 this week, but we have a winner from last week. And the winner from last week is a chap called, now, if I pronounce this ri- rightly, Chitonius, Chitonius, Chitonius Reflex, and his uh, handle is, oh, chitinous reflex i can't pronounce that I, I guess you're going to know who you are i can't spell it it's a bit small uh Chitoni, Chit, chitinous reflex if you let know let me know who you are uh, then we can get the isotope fairy to drop iris 2 a copy of iris 2 and in your inbox and you will be delighted i hope and also if you want to win this week we've got they're running another competition because they're doing it every week um, this is the amazing thing they're incredibly generous that way so they, i guess that means we've given away Getting on for a grand's worth or certainly $750, $850 worth of uh, of software just this one week. If you want to win, uh, basically you just need to tweet this. So I've got the hashtag, hashtag Iris2Synthesizer, all one word, Iris2Synthesizer, uh, if you're listening to the audio version, hashtag Iris2Synthesizer, one word, and tweet those to at SonicState and at IsotopeInc. In fact, if you've got You've got 140 characters in Twitter, so please do add any other comments in there as well, because we do read them all, because we've got to choose the competition. I know Iris, uh, so Isotope and the Isotope Fairy also spots it coming through, so you know anything you've got to say to them, please do. The Isotope Fairy is becoming very popular. People want to meet her. You know She's becoming a minor celebrity here, so uh, um, she will probably read it too. But uh, keep it clean, whatever you do. So anyway, if you want to win a copy of Iris 2, which is Isotope's fantastic spectral synthesizer, Send the hashtag Iris Two Synthesizer, all one word, to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. There we go. I've finished because the last couple of weeks we got I've got really carried away with with the chatting. We haven't done the ad till a bit late on in the program, and I feel uh, I feel like I've got to start pulling it back. So that wasn't too bad. That's about halfway through. So uh, let's see what else we have got to talk about. We haven't actually gone anywhere near the. Um, uh, no. Oh yes, we did. We. Lo- oh no, we haven't. We haven't got anywhere near it yet. How about this? This was interesting. This is. Um, this is a piece that's basically it's by a chap called um, Ryan McGuire, and what he's done is taken the stuff you lose when compressing uh, MP3s, and also in the video as well. This is uh, Tom's Diner, which uh, I'm, I'm obviously very familiar with because I did I took this a cappella and made a remix out of it. Um, but what this is actually doing is this is the artifacts. This is what's left what's discarded in both MP4 video compression and also the audio compression. Which is a really interesting notion. (sighs) There's the breath there. Anyway, I won't play it all because it's frankly quite difficult to listen to. I I was expecting something a bit more musical perhaps, but it's interesting to hear that so much is discarded. And sort of philosophically, what's really sort of fascinating, this is how we consume pretty much all of our stuff now, sort of heavily heavily compressed MP4 and MP3. And, you know, what happens to all that stuff? You know, it's just sort of in the air, kind of not used and that's quite an interesting i mean cuz it's quite a, i mean a lot of that's in the sort of high frequency area so obviously there's a lot of eqing stuff i don't know what do you think about this it's kind of it's almost a sort of philosophical discussion perhaps more than a musical one but all that stuff that's not that's discarded by some arbitrary um uh algorithm in fact i should mention quickly the reason that tom's diner was used because the people at fraunhofer who developed the mp3 codec used that piece of music as their um you know if they if once they compressed it, if that sounded good to them, then that's that, that was their sort of um a measuring
1: stick, I suppose. Mm. Was it your version? Was it the one with the no, beats? No, 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 not it? with beats. Oh. No,
0: that's just the acapella, which
1: is the original track. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, uh, those are 128k algorithms. And is that the early are we listening to like the first? I, I was just I forgot to check this earlier. I mean, is that the first MP3? um codec then is that the after effect or is that or would that be the sound of what, the, the, like a lame or something
0: ah uh, uh, this is uh, hold on this is uh, if i've got it here that basically if you want to find there's a whole bunch of sort of supporting material to go along ghost. with this it's called the ghost in the mp3.com yeah and uh you've got basically i think what he said here uh was this was a, i think it was lame uh, it was lame. It. it was lame. Yeah, using uh, the Bregman Pyo and pydub libraries, along with the lame MP3 encoder, I begin with an uncompressed WAV file and save it as an MP3 file. Uh, uh, and there, the, there are all the spectrographs. In case you find that sort of thing um, scintillating, and I think it's—I it, it, mean, this is very scientific, and it's quite—it's just quite an interesting kind of thought. I'd be interesting to hear what some of the more complex pieces of music, what what's lost there.
1: Mm. But I mean, you know it. it... We need to know what the the rate of, comp- you know, what MP3 it was to see, you know, because I mean, if that was like a, if if that was after a, you know, a, a eight kilobits.
0: Or so of, uh, yeah, no, I see what you mean. Well, that was one hundred twenty-eight k. So that, from a web
1: file, that's what we listened to. Was one hundred twenty-eight k? I believe so. Yeah. Wow.
0: It's yeah, amazing isn't, stuff, it? It's, isn't it? it but what's really interesting about this i mean you know perhaps coming out stepping outside of the, uh, the, the that the that that the notion that we are now becoming used to the norm, you know, where it used to be audio files and you'd hear the difference of your vinyl, what have you. You know, Now most of us are just not listening in that kind of environment. So this is now the norm. In the same way that tape became the norm and those sort of dreadful, oversaturated, kind of badly recorded recordings became something that we kind of now think of as um, something we should treasure and and, and a sound that we're trying to emulate through other technologies. Quite an interesting kind of twist. Yeah. Now, I
1: like you know dsd direct stream uh, was Is was it is that one bit is that the, the what the they one, call bit, the one bit yeah one bit. T- 2 2800 kilohertz sam- you know massive sample rate just with, with in one bit like it's a totally different way of working than pcm sampling um, i've always wondered about that and you know not having the um equipment to actually investigate that well actually the latest update to the um much derided pono uh actually now lets you do DS- dsd playback um so i've been investigating that this week uh and i've got um on the pono i've got a new cable for my for my um sennheiser hd650s which are very good um headphones uh this is running it in balanced mode so there's two headphone outputs on the pono right uh but it it allows you to run it in a, a balanced mode right um, now you think balanced mode that that short distance you know what, but the real benefit of it is um the uh the HD 650s are very high impedance headphones um these fellas here yeah well, these are open headphones, so you can't really wear them without annoying anyone, because it's almost as loud for the people in the room as <laughs> it when you're wearing them. But um, actually, it, it uses both of the headphone amps to drive it, so you're actually driving one side of the thing with, a, with a, the whole of one headphone amp. Oh, okay. I think, that's, I think that's more of a, the benefit of it. Um, Sound good it sounds good, but I have to say, you know, I've been rereading a lot of the, uh, um, well, the, the chap who invented flack, um, on the ziff.org, Uh, he's done a really, I can't remember his name now, but he's done a, you know, he really doesn't believe in high sample rates. And, uh, and also I, I read a paper that was dissing DSD as well as being, um, you know, a flawed format. <laughs> so, uh, I found this chap online who has recorded in DSD um, format, and you could download a song in DSD, then at 88.2 kilohertz, forty-four sixteen, and an MP3 of the same song. And then on the Pono, I was able to create a playlist with... uh, All three of them, right. with, With, you know, and... You know, and I've got these headphones, as I say, which are really great headphones running in a balanced mode. I was really struggling. But, yeah. The difference you, really. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. So That's I it. was like, ooh. I mean, it was a nice sound. And it did bring the, it made me think, well, you know, if that recording at the beginning of the chain, great mics, great performance, great preamps, you know, I think that, Survives a lot of that process that right. you know when it gets down to the MP3. That if all those things are kind of good, then I think it sounds good, even. I mean, that was a 320 um, MP3, uh-huh. and I must admit, I struggle to hear the difference in my studio monitors with a 320 MP3 and say 44. You know, right. I do struggle, I think they sound and uh, you know. When I bought the Pono, a lot of people are thinking I'm buying into all the snake oil. I kind of just, I don't know. I got it because I'm a gadget fanatic, but um, uh, (laughs) uh, but, not really all that difference. I I think coming back to that point, you know, I think if it's good coming in, it's going to be good. Yeah, it'll pass down the line pretty well. And I think that, you know. That's interesting. I did spot
0: yeah. this that because Roland released um this uh, new it's a Super UA uh, USB DAC amp with 1-bit uh, DSP and this is the a, a new thing that they just released which is sort of for the hi-fi buffs. And uh I I, I don't know kind of uh, I think it's kind of not not a terribly cheap thing, but it's supposed to be, you know, just a really good quality USB format um audio interface that gives you that these sort of these 1-bit DACs uh and ADCs I suppose. Um, and uh, and that's just out and that seems to be causing a bit of stir I know that um, they're very proud of it and I remember like, several months ago they, when Roland came down for a visit here to show us something they were sort of saying yeah, have you seen this you know you can't tell anyone about it but I think it looks like it's out there now but yeah I I, I mean I guess if you're listening to that and then you're listening to kind of compressed stuff then it's sort of yeah but I, I'm sure you, list, you you played something on the Pono where we listened to it in two formats, and there was just more stereo definition. You know that that those sort of details, the spatial stuff, is what really kind of makes a difference. And that's that's something that can yeah. sound very impressive, right?
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and you know, I think the Pono. There was this business where someone was comparing it to an iPhone. I think we might have touched on it on a show a few weeks back. But you know, that, that's that's rubbish. The Pono sounds so much better better than the iPhone does. I right. Mean, it. it for for them to be claiming that is is ridiculous i mean you know and that's not saying about the sample rate it's not even getting into that business we're just talking about maybe the headphone amps the the dac whatever you know i i, I and i think that is that's better so you can hear a, a difference and the main difference just like you're saying really is the the depth the, the stereo dimension and i mean i, I you know, I've not been doing a lot of double-blind testing with this stuff, and that's going to be. I'm I'm going to Cardiff in a couple of weeks, and we're going to be doing some rigorous uh, double-blind testing just to really get to the bottom of this for <laughs> for ourselves once and for all. Um, you know, it's funny. I think the amount of vitriol and you know, rah, kind of people getting really wound up about the Pono is is that's quite interesting to me, just because it, it it's making high fidelity. Uh, an issue again, you know. People are talking about it, and I think that that's good. I like, yeah, that. no, I like. that is
0: good. I mean, I'll tell you one thing that I did hear, uh, and this was at Nam. I went to the Blue Stand, and they, they've got these new headphones which are the MoFi, and uh, they're really funky looking things, and they've got mm. built-in matched power, uh, matched headphone amps, and you can switch oh. them into kind. Of, they've got basically they they, they hold a charge. And uh, they're really kind of uh, over-ear, very, very isolated. They've got all this amazing kind of uh, engineering into them and all these kind of interesting mm. swinging arms and stuff. And, you know, normally I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. And I've tried them in the uh, uh, in, in the booth, in, in, on the show floor, which is a very, very noisy environment. They had someone spinning some vinyl and I put them on and you can switch them into kind of active mode and then there's sort of mofi mode, which has some sort of extra bit of special sauce in it. And I have to say, even there... I just thought, wow, that sounded really good. Um, you could hmm. tell it was vinyl. You know, when you hear vinyl and you just go, "That," you know, I, I know that's vinyl. It's got that sort of soupy warmth to the to the bottom end, and, the, and there's something about. It. Uh, even in that environment, I was able to tell that there was there was something kind of going on. I'd like to hear them in a, in another are they, environment.
1: Are they expensive?
0: I think they're about four hundred quid. Let me see, Blue uh, Mo Five. Let me see if I do a quick search on that shopping. Uh ooh, Blue MoFi, I d- yeah, Blue MoFi headphones. Oh, here we go. 300, uh, 275, 275 quid. Okay. But they do sound, I mean, and I, I'm really, really particular about my headphones. I I, I can't yeah. listen to anything other than, um, I use the Sony MD V6s, which are kind of partially closed. I can't bear closed headphones generally, because just you get that kind of clamshell kind of, Oh ho, 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 everything. And I <laughs> and it I it just it freaks me out. I just think I can't listen to these. They sound completely wrong. And um and I didn't get that on those blues. so I'd be really interested in him. In fact, there might be an opportunity for us to, to get a few sets and, and check them out. I'm kind of seeing if they'll do that, but we we'll, we'll, we might be might be worth doing. And they've got um 'cause they've got batteries in them, so they're they're matched by amped power amps in each ear. Wow. Yeah. So mm. kind of cool. Mm. Um. Well, let's see what else is there next. You can choose something from the list if you like. Get a gas because I'm really sledge. A- sledge. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I got a video for that. This was shot by Sweetwater at NAMM. Uh, I haven't looked at the entirety. Funny enough, it's Chris the same Martino guy here at who shot the, who worked on Clavia American and on the, and the Nord sound Stage sound Five,
1: specifically in the Studio Logic section. New from Studio Logic is an update for the Sledge. It's version 2.0 doubling the polyphony now to 24 voices of virtual analog. Of course, this great synth features wavetable synthesis, FM, and now you can actually load samples into it. Up to 60 megabytes of samples can be loaded in. They also included a feature now where you can split or layer sounds. Very, very powerful stuff. And uh, they'll be building a very cool sound library to support the instrument. It's being used by many, many pros right now out on tour. Great-sounding engine designed by Waldorf. So, version 2.0, new from Studio Logic here at NAMM 2015. If you have any questions about the Sledge or any other Studio Logic product? Contact your sales engineer at Sweetwater Sound.
0: Thanks. Yeah. So basically, it, I thought it might be a new version of the Sledge, but actually, it's an off, uh, operating. It's an OS update, oh, which seems
1: that's, free. That's peculiar to me that they could in you know, a. But have that much?
0: Up, have like. that much spare stuff just hanging yeah. about? <laughs> go
1: from an eight voice to a twenty-four voice and sixty introduce... mega samples. Samples. <laughs> I mean, that was a lot of stuff in the background, just kind of waiting. Uh, that's that's really. I mean, for a sledge owner, that would be. I know. I must admit, when I reviewed the Sledge some way
0: back, and I absolutely love the form factor, this sort of massive, Mm. expansive uh, surface with lots of gaps between the knobs. You know, it's really easy to use and synthesise on. Mm. Perhaps not the greatest sounding synthesiser, but, I, I I mean, you know, I'd be tempted... I was tempted to keep it as a uh, as a controller just purely because you've got knob per function on all those things. It's very sort of mini-MOOG-style setup. But, yeah, it's really surprising. And what's really weird about this, if you go along... You know, this is a free update, right? Mm. But you can't buy the Sledge in many places. It's sort of... It wasn't discontinued, but it sort of fell by the wayside. Cause it, and it's cheaper. So it's now cheaper... Uh, I think I found it um where did I find that I found oh, the only place yeah. I found it in the states was uh, bh photo, so it's still still a thousand bucks there, which I, but you know for a twenty four voice i mean it is virtual analog dSP analog uh,
1: so it's, yeah, yeah Chris Crest head is saying in the chat room that there, you know there's a blow a blowfeld inside the, the blowfelds twenty four voice and sixty mega ram for samples and what happened with the blowfeld was the desktop came out without a sample facility and the sample facility was released as a paid upgrade Hmm. Oh, oh, oh. did have the block keyboard uh, that um
0: oh, you've gone a bit stuttery i don't know if we've still got you oh he's back again i think it's renegotiated are oh. you there still gaz uh, yeah i am i think your bandwidth I'm... has just gone oh no <laughs> It looks like you've got uh, very blocky. So ring back in? Yeah, maybe ring back in. In the meantime, what I'll do is I'll uh, 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 just sort of to, to give you a little bit more uh, information about it. From my point of view, uh, uh, yes, the build quality was a bit suspect to me. It was quite obviously low cost in terms of uh, the sort of plastic and that side of it. But it's an amazing, uh, it, I thought it was an amazing um, experience to use. Like, right, Let's see if I can get you back, Gaz. Seems to be a bit better. Let's just grab that there. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. There we Hello. go. Carry
1: on. Yeah. So I was mentioning that the Blofeld when the Blofeld desktop came out, that didn't have the sample facility, but you could have a paid upgrade for the sample, to, and then that un, that opened up the sixty meg of sample RAM. So it's. Uh, uh, You've got to be careful with that
0: sort of thing, really, because people just go, "Well, that feels a bit like
1: they're uh, locking in something." Yeah. Yeah. Them, yeah. Uh but interesting. I mean, and it's got the wave it's got walled off wave tables in there as well, isn't it? Yeah. You, yeah, it does. Yeah.
0: So, uh, I think you could. I, I think. what well, as I say, I saw it six. It's a nine 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 B H photo video. I couldn't find it on any of the big guys. You know, Sweetwater. I couldn't find it at Sweetwater, incidentally, which that Sweetwater video was on. But or, or Guitar Center or any of those places. But I could find it B H Photo. And uh, in the U K, it's a bit more available. It's about six hundred and seventy, six hundred and eighty quid. Wow. But it's a big old thing, and it is. You know, some people hate the color. Some people don't like. I the love the color. color. I do. I love too. the
1: color. I think it would look great on stage, seeing something, you know, bright and colourful like that. I think it's great, different from the nords that you see everywhere. <laughs> Excellent,
0: Sledgeman in the uh, in the chat room has called it a sl- s- sledgefeld, <laughs> which I guess is as it's got the blowfolded inside. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's an interesting interesting one. I, I, I'm just kind of not sure what the. You know, it feels like a really unusual way to release something when you're something that sort of feels like it's nearing end of line. I mean, I guess it's not. Maybe they've got a whole warehouse full of them, you know, uh, or maybe there will be another version. I mean, it'd be nice to see another version. Makes makes you
1: wonder if they've done this deliberately then, if they've held back these facilities to kind of give it a new, you know, in the marketing sort of decision. We'll say, you know, three years later, we'll pop-out version 2 yeah and
0: With it the, is possible to get some nice polysynth sounds in it i mean i i, I you have to work at it a bit harder but it, it, it's very the, the the hardware is very amenable to that sort of tinkering because it's just you know you've got nice big knobs for this and it's, it's
1: laid out like a mini moog as well isn't it yeah, very much very so. similar so you know which is it i've always liked that layout i think it's a, I, I like it you know you've got your envelopes on the right you know Everything yeah. feels like it's in the right place. Uh, yeah. Mind you, that's because the Mini Moog's the first synth I really learned on. So it, uh, that's what attracted me to it. I mean, it does feel a bit cheap. Yeah, it's it
0: kind of reminds me of um, a kid's lunchbox in place, that kind of creaky plastic. <laughs> if you take it and you bend, you twist it like that, it kind of goes, rrr, rrr, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it, the, the keyboard is kind of cheap. But... Um... I know, it's, it is a
1: cheap thing. That, 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 that does lead me on to something I have been thinking about lately, though, about um, how durable things are. I mean, I've got the Gaia here, although sadly not for much longer as that's going to be leaving me to make room for the ARP, uh, which I think is a, a decent uh, <laughs> upgrade. But that thing has done lots and lots of gigs. It's taken some pretty nasty falls as well. You know, it's taken some... And it's absolutely immaculate. There's not a mark on it. Wow! And it did get me. It made it was making me think about that. That the, the, that is an element of modern technology that we sometimes overlook. Really, is just sort of how durable things are. They almost it's almost like a toy like quality to it. But then Somehow maybe that's so. yeah. That they, I mean, it, really, I mean, you know, drop it down the stairs. I mean, will you be putting that
0: in your eBay description when you? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh no!
1: What have I well I said, <laughs> but I mean it is uh, everything. You know everything works on it. There's no nothing's broken off it. Nothing has chipped or, you know. So there is. I think that's a an interesting element. Then I mean, and, and I wonder with the with the new ARP Odyssey whether that will have some of the benefits of modern manufacturing technologies you know i think so
0: i mean i think well for a starter you don't get that kind of overhang key that you did on i can't remember which version of the odyssey it was odyssey it was but that was obviously crazy because that's going to snap off i mean just even just picking it up and kind of you know you're gonna catch it on your jumper and it'd be easy to
1: electron didn't learn that one did they with the analog keys
0: yeah that was a shame that was a design decision i think but um Yeah, and from what I could tell, it felt nicely built, you know, for for what you're going to be getting. I mean, obviously, with all of these things, there's going to have to be some sort of compromise for mass production. Uh, Or there generally is, you know, whether that's um, something that you're prepared to live with is okay. But, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. If that's that's a choice of the individual. I mean, obviously, you know, like you take say a, a mini MUG or a MUG modular um, that reissue. No, they're built like tanks, but you're paying absolute top dollar for that kind of stuff. Mm. So you know, we can't have it both ways. Generally speaking, I mean, coming back to the um, MS twenty desktop, that has the same sort of uh, build quality as the MS twenty kit. I would say so. Some of the knobs. Um, there is movement in them, but it's. I think, as I explained, it's because of the nylon shafts, because the actual pots themselves are kind of bolted through the circuit board. You know, it is circuit board mounted, but it's not that crummy stuff. It's kind of like really kind of heavily clamped in. And also the patch field, and this is the nightmare. It's like it's like when you go to, you know, the uh, shot in Alien where they go into the room and there's all those little pods sticking up. you got those, then you've got yeah. a, a knob, a, a nut on top of it, which holds the guard. Then there's another nut on top, so it's double nutted. You know, so it's quite it's quite sturdy and that's it i mean i think i would have took me it took me about an hour and 25 20 minutes to build that thing um oh. and uh i, I didn't use I, what i used in the end was a um a socket set and i just twisted that all of the stuff so i put that on and twisted them on rather than use that sort of funny little spanner that you get with it that's got a bit of paper on it because you know it's very easy to scratch stuff i think
1: they're gonna let you keep this one now aren't they
0: uh, no, I, I, I doubt it. I mean, it's going to be a lot easier to ship back. I mean, the thing about the uh, the MS-20 kit, when they said, oh, you've got to send it message, there's no way I'm taking this apart. Yeah. Because no it, it's it's beautifully packaged, the MS-20 kit. The uh, desktop is a lot simpler because it hasn't got the keyboard and it hasn't got that sort of right angle case. So it's much easier to sort of uh, manipulate. So I, I'll just bung it all in a big box and send it back. But yes, no, I'd love to keep it. But you know, <laughs> I can't expect these sort of things. I mean, it's not no. um, not something that you you know you can you can count on ever and I, i've got an ms20 so i'm not going to buy another one really
1: yeah or I, I, I just reckon I, I think they built it for you though you think you know pulse, with the pulse width, <laughs> pulse width modulation. modulation it's that like was, you, that, was that, dreamt me, dreamt that was that into existence haven't you <laughs> well what's really
0: weird is when i did the thing with rich formidoni who was obviously fairly mashed from uh from nam and was focusing mostly on the odyssey i guess i said has it got a pulse width modulation and he said no <laughs> but you know it does i can verify yeah. that it does definitely wow but uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I did think about the idea of maybe selling my MS-20, the original, before they completely crumble in price and just buying one of those instead. But I don't know what my MS-20 would go for. I haven't really been following that. I mean, people have said in the, I don't know, chat rooms, have you noticed whether the ms Twenty's dropped in price since these reissues? And I guess the same might happen for the Odyssey. I mean, the chat room will probably know because they are the uh, giant brain. I, I guess there's a bit of a lag, so I'll keep talking until someone posts in there. Maybe they will. <laughs> no, perhaps not. But uh, I, I, if somebody responds to that, we'll let you know. But um, so, yeah. Oh, here we go. They're coming now. I'll give you 20 quid for it, 200 quid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't affect guitars, though, does it? You know, guitars, it doesn't, you know, like they bring out like a 59 Gibson Les Paul reissue, and it doesn't affect the original ones. Wow.
0: MS 20, vintage MS-20, 1,000 US dollars. God, is that all? They used to be about 2,000. Oh, really? Yeah, so that is a, a fairly major, um, uh. r- well, anyway... Okay, uh, well, maybe I missed my missed the boat there, but uh, it's not like I use my MS twenty repeatedly, um, so I suppose I should have sold it much sooner on. Oh well. Um, is there anything else in there? Oh gosh, it's ten past five. Amazing. <laughs> um, I haven't really got. There's a couple of other things in here, but I'm not quite sure what um, what to put in there. Let's have a look. Uh, oh, did you see this MIDI morph? This thing was interesting. We'll play play this. Yeah. Midi Morphosis for Mac. I think it's Plays a Video. This is basically a plug-in. <laughs> just pitched a MIDI, basically, by the looks of things. They've got the the the, um, the pick noise in there just so that you can hear, you know, the difference between the two. Perhaps not the most inspiring demo. <laughs> uh, let me have a look uh, you can uh mini morphosis polyphonic oh, yeah just oops no 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 not that one polyphonic it's uh only 7.99 you buy it on the app store mm. i think it, it looks like it's a plugin is it a plugin let me see i can't see whether that is a plugin and all uh oh uh, oh it's uh no that's not it that's an ios version isn't it that's not quite the same thing i wasn't sure that that was that is the same thing i think i've got the wrong page there but um so, uh, but it's something interesting, I mm. think, in terms of, you know, because it's the, the, this whole notion of something that you are fluent in being able to translate to another kind of sound source is quite appealing to me. You know, the idea of being able to use your voice, and you know, we've looked at various things like that. I mean, this—I don't know—he obviously wasn't playing any low notes on there, but kind of cool. I don't. Do you use anything like that?
1: Yeah, I've, I've investigated this whole. Area for many years, really, and to quite some depth, I suppose. And, um, uh, you know, obviously, uh, sonus were they've their range of like monophonic pitch to MIDI um, converters are, are pretty cool. They, um, especially the uh, well, I've got one here somewhere, the uh, the one that goes to uh, USB, um, uh, I can't remember the, the model number now, um. And that's that's pretty cool, you know. But it's the thing about what you're saying there, I think, is cool. But having to play monophonically is such a kind of well. This
0: does poly apparently. No, it is an iOS, uh, it is an iOS device. Um, it, so you 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 basically just plug the MIDI into your DAW, for instance, and then it will just convert it on the input. I think that, but it does it polyphonically as well. I mean, although he wasn't demonstrating that.
1: Yeah, but hmm, I've tried it. It's sort of. Um, Certain poly things kind of work, but it do, it doesn't really let you kind of be free polyphonically. You know, you right. have to be. You, you know, you really have to be. You can do certain things with it. You can't do everything you want to do with it. Um, the, uh, I mean, the the Roland stuff, like the the GR fifty five, which I have often mentioned, is a fantastic polyphonic synthesizer um wonderful the triggering is outstanding and the playability is uncompromised on that thing especially with guitar or i uh i'm just setting up a new bass now with uh, my piccolo bass which uh, i'm putting the um the midi uh pickup onto the piccolo bass for the faster tracking uh that that'll give me that's why i've been doing piccolo based stuff lately getting used to is that the g2m what? there that thing uh, there. yeah yeah the, yeah that one there um they're nice they're they're nice i think i, think I reviewed really
0: nice... the, i reviewed um the g2m actually and i think i did yeah. and it was okay uh i mean yeah, they're you, okay. know, you, you do have to adapt your playing with those sort of things you do. right, don't
1: you yeah you do you have to play very clean and you do have to play very considered and and i kind of think it's you know, what you're saying about translating your one ability into another ability, I think that doesn't necessarily apply because you're having to essentially learn a new ability, which is to play clean monophonically, which, you you know, which is a different approach. Um, but uh, I think that the, uh, like, coming back to the GR55, that that is, you know, it's worth spending a bit of time with some of the the g uh, the gk setups if you if you're interested in that kind of thing if you were to go into a shop and try it you might be a bit underwhelmed with it um but you
0: i mean you, you put it to great use something i mean you've used used it for kind of live performancing
1: and, and, and all playing. over the world yeah, yeah. absolutely amazing but you've got you to put so a I'm, bit of time I'm, in absolutely i and like with the gr55 is it's not it's uh, not very nice to program on the unit itself it's it's a hell of a menu diver you know it really is you get this huge long list of parameters that you go through it's not fun but there is a third party editor made by chap who goes in the name of gumtown It's a free editor that is fantastic and uh, so when i was doing the carl hyde rehearsals and actually the pop Air thing the i used it both for both of those big projects I, I had a laptop with me during the rehearsals so i was able to use the laptop um to edit it but uh, uh through some contacts in roland i was pleading with them to make it a, an ipad editor for it <laughs> uh which would be brilliant but they never did and i think that was a missed opportunity there because i think you know an ipad so you can do all your yeah, programming, yeah that would make sense that, wouldn't it amazing yeah because um, it's a deep Deep synth engine in that thing. Just via the
0: chat room. Um Jam Origin is supposed to be very good as well. Uh, we've got plus one um little... Uh, oh, where did that go? Uh I missed it. It went past. It's all gone past. But that's supposed to be very good. And it works polyphonically mm. as well if you're in the market for that sort of thing. So that might be worth testing and checking out. <coughs> oh,
1: okay. That's, that's quite cool. I mean, I guess it's going to be one of those things, though, isn't it? Just you know the Roland advantage having those sort of hex pickups being able to sort of process all the strings independently it, it, it's always going to be a better approach isn't it than than it being able you know real time trying to work out what's going on in a polyphonic you know yeah. essentially a, you know I, I mean I'm intrigued to see how far you, they can get with that really um but
0: no, this, uh, look, this looks uh, kind of interesting. This is uh, You can get it for Windows, Mac OS X, uh, app for iOS, and uh, MIDI guitar for GarageBand. Uh, it's polyphonic, ultra-low latency, integrates with DAW. Uh MIDI license, 99 bucks, so I guess that's about 65 quid, given the current uh, thing. Oh, look, and here's... Let's have a look. We, we may as well test this while we're... Let's see what this sounds like. Go on, then. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sounds like it's got velocity in there as well. Mm. Obviously, sustain pedal fully on. Mm. Let's see. That's interesting. Slightly, not really polyphonic, more monophonic with the sustain pedal on there, but maybe <laughs> if it does do polyphonic as well, that would be kind of cool. And obviously you can yeah. see that that guy is, is playing very sort of tightly, but I'm guessing maybe it learns from your your stuff too.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a funny old thing though, isn't it? Because, I mean, when you're playing piano on a guitar, there's such a difference in the approach of playing those instruments that it's uh to learn to play piano that sounds authentic on a guitar is a again a different technique really isn't it you know and 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 a a dubious one in some respects because the piano is always going to be better for me the interest really is more in synthesizers and with the you know exploring synthesizer parameters and being able to uh Translate directly what you're playing into um, into g- generating, yeah. you know, in- interest in emotive, you know. I think that's the key for me. That is the key is, and, and this is something that we often talk about on Sonic Touch as well. Is that you know, oh, expression, you know, if the if the technology is getting in the way of your expression, then, then yeah. it's it's a it's a it's a no no for me. I think it's a uh, you know the technology has to has to inspire and that expression you know and to really reward if you put in an expression there and it's and it's coming back at you then yeah then it's, that's, I think that's I, actually in the in, the
0: in the chat room um, they're basically saying the wind controllers are the ones that really work I remember when we shot mm. the uh the mini uh, the the Moog orchestra with Will Gregory and there were some people, some people playing the AX uh, the Wxm I forget the name of the there was a Yamaha one and an Akai one and just the expressivity that came to monophonic sense by adding filter from, you know, breath pressure and all that that really came to life and that seemed to be a really brilliant translation from uh, a, um, an expressive monophonic instrument into another monophonic instrument and creating a very expressive synthesizer that really worked really well and and, mm-hmm. and uh, particularly when they were doing the filter stuff i mean some of those things because they were played with the right technique they really did sound like brass instruments even though they were not brass instruments they were just being prayed well, or wind instruments but they had that quality to them and that can work mm.
1: really well yeah because their expression is being rewarded exactly yeah yeah that so is it is the key it is the key but um i think one thing that hasn't really been explored a lot i don't think cause, well I'm, I'm basing this on the presets perhaps in the gr55 um but is the way that if you have different strings doing different things and being able to have Different sounds on different strings, and having like one of the things I use quite a lot is I have um I have a, a like two outer strings playing like a an organ sound, and the inner string playing like a like a Fender Rhodesy kind of sound, but the Fender Rhodesy sound has the sustain on. Ah, uh, okay. So, and any you note know, that I play on in the middle string, it has sustain. Um, and then the bottom string I have is just a, a like a bass guitar note, so I can play, you know, I can play these this peculiar hybrid sort of thing. So, so effectively, um, you
0: designed a, a, a kind of playing mechanism and workflow that
1: works for you to be able to express within, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. And it's sort of uh, and it and it's and it's fun. I mean, it's uh, and I think that this that that side of things is really interesting and. You know, you can do some pretty cool things, like with a Sonos thing, there is some very nifty things you can do there in terms of um, you can set ranges to have different MIDI. um, So even though you're playing monophonically, you can set various ranges to output different MIDI channels. Okay. I didn't so as, get, soon as, I didn't as soon as as soon as the pitch deep, is moving at yeah as you as you moving into different ranges you can it can be playing different sounds so so you can do some quite interesting things again if you sustain so if you've got the sustain on you play low notes and then they're sustaining so you go up and play high notes those low notes continue yeah, to sustain peddling, until you yeah. that until sense. you give it a new note and then it swaps to the new sustain note and that sort of stuff is a great way of, of getting around that monophonic limitation yeah, and you know make definitely. polyphonic music with it.
0: Right. Well, I think we're probably at the uh, natural end of the show. I want to say thank you very much to Gaz for... Coming and joining me uh, this time, and uh, holding the fort, me and him. We, we never, we never want for um, any other input. We we can usually manage to fill plenty of time between <laughs> us. So uh, oh, I,
1: I could keep on going. <laughs> oh well, it's all
0: fascinating stuff. So I want to say thank you very much. also also say thanks ever so much to Isotope for the uh, uh, the competition. Just to recap, there in case you missed it earlier. Um, if you want to win Iris Two, which is uh, the Isotope uh, Spectral Synthesizer, send the hashtag. Iris2 synthesizer at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. Uh, just tweet that out and add, you know, you've got 140 characters, add some more stuff there too, so do it. And of course, congratulations to the winner of the show, uh, winner of the theme tune competition. Very much appreciated. And as I said, I will try and get a, a, a kind of shortlist so you can check out the quality of some of the others. I might even put it all up there. I have got a playlist going. Uh, some of it didn't come in via YouTube, so it's a little more complicated to do than that. But. You know, thank you and congratulations to Peter Rundgren. Uh, we will be in touch and the Ice Ferry will be uh, sending um, the gifts your way. So, anyway, Gaz, thank you very much. Uh, I'm seeing you tomorrow. We're going to go and have a look at the Volca sample, right?
1: That's right, yeah. And um, I, want, I just wanted to plug the project I've been working on today with um, my good friend and collaborator, Sebastian Goldfinch um, Pork Ticket, it's called. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the illest horriblest music anyone's ever heard but we're, we're we've done it for about 10 years now oh, is this now the one you probably... try and make it as bad as possible oh it's grim it's grim it's and it's trying to it's it's trying to make a really unpleasant un unsettling and just uh it, it's so much fun working it within that area you know where you're trying to make music to be Make all the wrong turns, you know, to be really. Where can people uh, find?
0: Where can people find that, guys? I've just done a search. Uh,
1: going to, uh, it's there won't be anything up online yet. It's going to be, uh, but we are just preparing an album. So, and after this is like ten years in the making, or more than, probably wow, getting on for fifteen years actually thinking about it. Uh, so it's Pork Ticket, and I'll, I'll, I'll plug it more on the show. But Excellent. it's uh, it's good fun. But we are going to do a Pork Ticket live, which is. Um, probably going to be like the horriblest concert ever ever i can but, just um... imagine
0: the poster for that
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway
0: guys, thank you very much i think what i'm going to do is play out with our theme tune once again just so that you can uh, fully enjoy its greatness uh i think i'd do it with that <laughs> Sonic.